Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sophie. I'm Yelly. And this is She's All Fat. The podcast for fat positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. Welcome back to the top of the episode with me, Yelly. What is today's episode? So this week we've brought back friend of the pod, Abby, who is amazing and we absolutely love. Um, And it's a crowd favorite, Fatty Film School. So that's when we chat about good or bad fat rep in movies and TV. Today's episode is about Christmas movies and Santa. But first, we've got some things to chat about in our little news corner. News corner. Okay, remember years ago when you asked for SAF stickers? Years ago, several, several of you asked for SAF stickers begged me and I did it so I hope those five of you are happy but now I hope you've seen our collab with stylish sista you might have even bought yourself one of the beautiful fat prints that's also in the collection or the radical self-love banner I don't know we sent a little package of goodies over to Sean Taylor who is a friend of the pod when stylish sista sent them she included a bunch of stickers of Sean's face as well which is so hilarious um and I know that Sean loved them as well like she was like I have to stick them everywhere I love it (laughs) yeah they're so talented and we'll link some pics in the show notes along with stylish sista on etsy so big exciting news that you might have heard if you've heard our tops and tails before we have a special offer through the end of the year when you join our patreon at team paisley mumu or above that's seven dollars a month we'll send you a whole sticker sheet as a thanks in addition to all the other things you get at that level so shout out to leah bowman and victoria whitleyberry y'all are getting free stickers december is zooming by so make sure you join our patreon this month to snag our sticker sheet in this exclusive offer and you can also always buy them from stylish sister but if you want it for free and you want patreon stuff come on over when you're on team paisley moo moo you also get access to our facebook group this week people are talking about true crime podcasts i am people i'm the one talking about it <laughs> you're making me i have to re- re-listen to dr death so we can talk about it and it is in so the wild oh my god Okay, for the group. Yes. <laughs> and then we are also chatting about Fat Burlesque and our upcoming watch party on Friday where we're watching The Holiday, which is one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. And if you're on Team Paisley Moomoo, you also get a bonus She's All Fat mini-sode every Friday. This season, all of our bonus mini-sodes are fatty film school episodes, just like the one you're about to hear. So if you like this episode, make sure to go to patreon.com slash she's all fat pod to join at Team Paisley Moo Moo for more of that sweet, sweet fat movie critique. We've also been getting a lot of requests for a list of fat owned small businesses, especially with holidays coming up. You know, we love to buy fat. So check the show notes for our list of 30 small businesses run by talented fatties. I also want to remind everyone that we have a voicemail box at 213-375-5023 and we want to hear from you. Right now, we're asking you to call in with your favorite holiday traditions for a future up. These are so fun to hear and I really want to hear yours. Lastly, remember in last week's episode where we played a bunch of voice memos from other fat podcasts, we have one more pod to hear from this week. Lynn, roll that date. Hi, I'm Kat Palavoda, a fat feminist and shop owner. And I'm Soraya Bogani, a fat Minnesotan millennial, and we are the co-hosts of Matter of Fat, a body-positive podcast with Midwest sensibilities. On Matter of Fat, we dive into the cultural politics of fat liberation with a Midwest perspective. 
We're just about to wrap our third season and are coming back for season four in the new year. But if you're new to MOF, this is a great time to check out all of our past eps and minisodes. So what can you expect? Well, full episodes include interviews with rad fat folks and our salacious and entertaining dirt and discourse segment. Trash talk or, you know, conscious critique. (laughs) Love to see that alliteration. Actually, it's a matter of fat hallmark. (laughs) We have robust minisodes that range from topics about how being fat has made our lives better, why fatness and fitness can be BFFs, and how we might respond to fatphobic microaggressions. We also break down complex sociological titans like diet culture, fat phobia, fat liberation, and body positivity for everyone. Great for you and as a resource to share with friends, because we love friends. We're friends, we love friends, and whether we're unpacked the racial origins of fat phobia or waxing poetic about our love of WAP, we hope you feel like you're in conversation with your fat best friends. And I mean, who doesn't need more fat friends? Speaking of friends and community, we have to tell you about our podlucks. Yeah, since everything has gone virtual in 2020, we started monthly events called Podlucks, kind of like a potluck, kind of like a book club. They're a fun way for us to discuss podcasts virtually, all as a matter of fat. A perfect way to be a part of the thriving fat Midwestern community. Come find us if you need more rad fat content in your life. She's All Fat has been a trailblazer and is doing the work. Yes! Since you love She's All Fat, we hope you'll be into us as well. You betcha. Thanks, She's All Fat, sending you love from the Midwest as a matter of fat. Thanks, Kat and Soraya. All right, now here's the episode. I'm here with our fat culture sommelier, Abby, to do our first of many fatty film school episodes this season. We had Abby on last season to talk about fat representation in disaster movies and TV. What have you been up to since then? What have you been watching or what work have you done or just how, what sweatpants have you worn? <laughs> Actually, I do have a favorite pair of sweatpants. Oh my gosh. Yes. Don't we all? They are the, the 13 pound black sweats from ASOS Curve. Oh my god I gotta try them they're great I think they're gonna fall apart really soon yeah but they're really comfy I that's the that's the trick with ASOS isn't it like you get it and then it it's not yeah. the best quality but you know what it does fit so that's important but it is clothes it is yeah. clothes you know <laughs> sometimes that's what you need <laughs> Uh, no, and while I've been wearing those sweatpants, I, I have been doing some work, but you all don't want to hear about that. Lots and lots of teaching. I'm teaching academic skills. I marked 700 essays oh my two gosh. weeks ago. Literally 700, which is too many. That's way too many. Well, so that's what you've been doing in your little sweatpants from ASOS. <laughs> and you just told me you've been watching Gilmore Girls, which it is fall, so it is the time to rewatch Gilmore yes. Girls. I like to watch Gilmore Girls and then pretend that the last two seasons don't exist and also the new stuff. I know. I go through the same process every time I rewatch the show, which is so many times. Usually for me, I I keep it to about every two years to Mm -hmm. save myself Mm -hmm. from the pain, you know? But like what happens is like I watch it and I start it and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I thought there was anything wrong with this perfect (laughs) show. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why did I think I didn't love this show more Uh than anything in the world? And then season five happens, and I start to get very frustrated. And then season six happens, and I force myself through watching it. And I think, no, it's okay. They're just showing flawed portrayals of real people. But by the end... There's nothing I hate more than the Gilmore Girls. (laughs) I've never made it through season seven. I can't do it. I've read about what happens, but I can't do it. It's because what's-her-name, the creator, got kicked off the show, and then it just was bad. But then, you know what? When she came back and she did the new stuff, it was so much more fatphobic than anything in the original. And I was like, what are you doing, Amy? Why? So confusing. Amy Sherman Palladino and Daniel Sherman Palladino. What is this? Also, like, yeah, the fatphobic stuff, the fact that, like... Rory's has no ethics in journalism and like speaks with a source. Oh my god. Everything about the new stuff is so out of touch. But rewatching the first four seasons, I would say, is always a fun thing to do. It's so wholesome and it's so confusing that the recent seasons are so like weirdly fatphobic because Suki is a great character. Yeah. Prior to the later stuff, I think. I agree. Like 
I really like Melissa McCarthy. I have a huge soft spot in my heart for her. I'm sure that people feel differently than that in some cases, but man, I love her. And I think she's just the sweetest in in that show. Yeah. Well, I need to start rewatching for my fall rewatch. We're recording this in the fall. It's going to be winter by the time you hear this episode. But I like watching a lot of the Gilmore Girls specific episodes sometimes. Like I'll go look at the Christmas ones or the the Thanksgiving ones on Thanksgiving are fun and whatever. There's a couple really good ones. That's the beauty of a show like that, like an old sort of network television show like that is that it has those episodes you can revisit without really feeling out of touch with the show. Because you can't really do that with, like, prestige TV, I feel like, as easily. You can't be like, I'm just going to go watch the middle of this season of The Wire, (laughs) you know, because it happens around Christmas. The themed episodes from my childhood are very fun to watch. Like, around Halloween, I usually like to watch the Boy Meets World Halloween episode where it's like they're trapped in a school. And I also like to watch a couple Sabrina the Teenage Witch Halloween episodes. And then Thanksgiving there's other you know there's just it's just fun to watch old favorites yeah and it gives you a chance to go back to a show and enjoy it without feeling like you're just watching a random episode like I watch holiday episodes of community for that reason but I've seen community so many times that I I can't really do a season rewatch anymore I just like end up saying all the lines along with them oh my gosh I need to figure out what other warm and fuzzy shows I need to rewatch because Gilmore Girls is definitely a big one but I need some more some more cozy. But for now, let's move on to the meat of it. The meat of it. We are here today to talk about holiday movies and our fat fave Santa Claus. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 is right. So first, to say at the top, there's an episode by Ash over at the Fat Lip that we're going to link in the show notes. It's a short episode from a while ago where she talks about the history of Santa Claus, tracing it from the second century through the Diet Coke or regular Coke stuff all the way through. So she traces some of the history of Santa there, and I highly recommend going to listen to that. We support Ash and the Fat Lip over here, Stanford. We are going to talk about Santa in holiday movies. Okay, so in general, what are your favorite holiday movies? Like faves, least faves, childhood memories? Great question. (laughs) Um, I'm a huge sucker for a holiday movie. Me too. Uh, That's maybe a little obvious from just the kind of person that I am. I don't know. (laughs) I have a lot. So I have to say... It's a pretty broad range, but I really love that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer 1964 TV movie, <laughs> the stop-motion animation yes, one. Yes, 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 With Yukon Cornelius, who oh looks suspiciously god. like my partner. Oh <laughs> um, my god. <laughs> you so have he, to send us uh, a, a little a bit picture. bigger. But... <laughs> you have to send us a picture. So we can yeah, put that yeah. on the Instagram. Oh my god, incredible. <laughs> hey, what do you say we both be independent together, huh? You wouldn't mind my red nose? Not if you don't mind me being a dentist. It's a deal. It just gives me a big soft spot. I used to watch it as a kid, and I still really love sort of 50s, 60s animated kids programs in general, but I think it's so cute and so silly and kind of (laughs) dumb. And yeah, so there's that. But then, you know, your miracle on 34th Street, uh, the 90s one and the old one. Yeah, I like the 90s one. I don't think I've ever watched the old one. 90s one is a classic for me. Yeah. Mara Wilson, man. Yes, the best. Every movie with Mara Wilson in it just automatically is a great movie. I think she's so sweet. (laughs) Yes, I agree. (laughs) I never watched that many Christmas movies, honestly. I feel like my family at Christmas, it was always like my mom was, was again, busy grading papers or tests until like the day before Christmas. And then we would frantically do the tree. Decorating the tree was always fun. And main media things for me for my childhood Christmases are like the 10 Target Christmas CDs my mom bought when she and my dad separated to like theme the holiday. <laughs> and then we just listened to those every year. So like, I know all those songs. There's like a wide variety on there. We didn't have like a specific movie that we watch. My sister and I would watch Christmas movies sometimes, but mostly like I watched a lot of the Disney or like Hallmark or Lifetime Christmas, like just kind of like what was on TV. TV. 
Yeah, we watched a lot of yeah. what was on TV. Also, we a lot of times on Christmas would go to a movie, which is usually just a Jewish tradition. Like a lot of my Jewish friends do that too. Yeah. But we would just do it because we'd open gifts and then we'd be like, all right, let's get out of the house before we have to clean up. But that doesn't always work because my mom always wants to see interesting movies. So like one year we saw Doubt on Christmas and we... <laughs> We walked out like, Mom, that was not. <laughs> I guess it's a winter movie. Which is not the vibe. You know, we came outside and we were like, all right, well, let's go home, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's grim. I know. <laughs> so I have like Christmas movies that I've watched, but like in Victor's family, they always watch, uh, what's it called? Oh, shoot. I can never remember names of anything. The movie where, um... It has Sarah Jessica Parker and she like is coming into this family and they don't like her and the mom has cancer. Diane, oh, what's her name, has cancer. Monster-in-law? No, is it's, that, no, no. Oh, wait. No, I know which one. It's called, uh, oh, I just, oh, Victor's yelling from the other room. The family's stone. <laughs> Stone. Yeah, the Thank family stone. Thanks, Victor. So his family always watches the family stone. That's his sister's favorite Christmas movie. And they like, I've been at his house on Thanksgiving and then they like watch it, you know, but we never did anything right. like that. We were always like, what's on TV? Mom's going to fall asleep after she, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. We did a lot more like time together during Christmas, but I'm curious about what other what are these movies we're going to talk about I've seen and Santa in them? Because we also never watched uh, Tim Allen movies, which are all those <laughs> the Santa ones too that we're going to talk about. Yeah, right. When you put on the suit, he fell subject to the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus? What does that mean? It means you put on the suit, you're the big guy. Ha! Santa? How can your clothes are so baggy? Do you want this doll or not? Go back to sleep. I shave in the morning, in the afternoon, I look like this. Oh my God. Calvin, you wait. What happened? Beastie. What, you put on a little weight? Does this look like a little weight to you? You look distressed. I'm way past. So when we talk about holiday movies in general, where do you feel like fatness fits into them? So I was thinking about this a little. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because there's so much... And I, I would argue increasingly year over year over the last like few decades, there's so much like inbuilt assumption of this like guilt and shame about the kind of like foods that we consume at Christmas and the behaviors that we exhibit, like how dare we take breaks and hang out and do things like watch a yes. movie with our families or spend time eating snacks and leftovers in between meals or whatever it is. Yes. So I do feel like outside of just Santa being fat, which is kind of the classic representation, yes. I also feel like we have some like weird other like, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of fat jokes that come up in real life around Christmas. Yes. And sometimes we see them in the movies too. I agree. Say more on that. So I was thinking about this. I watched some clips beforehand and I did see one that I actually thought was really sweet. It's been a while since I watched the movie Bad Santa. Have oh, you seen it? I've never seen it, but I do know that there is a clip from it where, what's her name? Lorelai Gilmore has sex with Santa, right? Isn't that from that movie? <laughs> yeah, that's from that movie. In the, <laughs> in like a back room in that's the all I know in about. fitting room, I think. <laughs> or something like that. Bad Santa is one of the, it's got a lot going on. I'd say mostly for the good, but in that one, actually, Billy Bob Thornton isn't, he never really plays a fat Santa. That's not really what the joke is, right? Because he's busy being a drunk Santa, which I think is another classic Santa trope, yes. like your drunk mall Santa. But I actually think it's kind of interesting because in that, instead of having a fat Santa, we have like a fat kid who needs Santa's help. Oh. And he comes, he's this recurring character, and I don't know who the actor is, I can't remember, but his name is Thurman. And he comes to the mall all the time and he strikes up this like sort of reluctant friendship with Billy Bob Thornton. And he's this really sweet little kid. And when he get, we see him get off the bus, he gets bullied by all of these like skater boys outside the mall. And he keeps coming to Billy Bob Thornton and in like worse and worse states, you know, he's got like his underwear pulled all the way up to his chest and he's got like a snotty little face and he's just having such a hard time, but he's such a sweet kid. And actually the turning point of the movie happens because he gets a black eye from one of the kids and Billy Bob Thornton goes and beats up a teenager. Oh my gosh. In the movie. And that's like a good thing in the movie but then yeah. afterwards you're like wait what the heck. Yeah. Correct. Like yeah that was so noble and great then you're like maybe we shouldn't beat up children but oh my god. The message is there. 
But, you know, so in that we sort of see, like, it is Christmas fatness, yeah. right? And it, I don't know. I'm sort of stumped as to how to read that one fully, but... It's sort of sweet, but it's also sort of problematic that, like, we automatically see this little fat kid and we're supposed to know that his life is hard and he's obviously going to get bullied, you know? I mean, when did that movie come out? Ooh, 2000, early 2000s, I think. Then I would say it was a fair assumption that that little fat kid would get bullied. The early 2000s (laughs) fucking sucked. Like, it's true. It was a terrible time to be a little fat kid. Yeah. I don't think that, like, even though there's, like, obviously mean stuff on TV right now, I don't think a lot of it has, for teenagers and stuff, has the same bite to it. I don't want to sound too, like, back in the day, but, like, I really (laughs) feel like the stuff then was meaner, you know? No, it was definitely meaner. And it was definitely more okay to just, like, to borrow the great British phrase, take the piss of a, like child and like of a small child fat make fun of them wear fat suits like totally. all those things yeah yeah and i think that was true in real life as well maybe not more true than it is now but definitely i think it was reflecting something that was really happening and i can't really speak to you know like i'm sure that was also true in the 80s or like whatever but i wasn't alive in the 80s so i can't <laughs> speak to how that was whereas yeah, i was we're just so young we're babies we were babies <laughs> but i was like in middle school during that time so like that was bad. It was a bad time. Yes, it's memorable. <laughs> but, like, that makes sense to me about Bad Santa. I don't know. I mean, that was definitely a movie my mom would have been like, no, <laughs> we're not watching that oh, at the time. Absolutely, I would not have been allowed to watch that yeah. movie. This holiday season, the naughtiest guy in town just might discover... He's a really sweet kid, isn't he? Yeah, I guess so. How to be nice. Good night, Santa. Good night, Mrs. Santa's sister. I feel like there are so many other places where fatness fits in and sort of like slipped in comments. Actually, it's kind of funny. In that 1964 Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Mrs. Claus says to Santa... Like, you have to eat. Like, eat up. I know you're worried, but you need to eat because the children will be disappointed. They're expecting a fat Santa. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Oh, you haven't touched a morsel. I'll have to take this suit in. Eat. I'm busy, Mama. It's almost Christmas. Whoever heard of a skinny Santa? Eat, Papa, eat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which actually, you know, I don't know. It's kind of cute, but... I sort of like the idea that someone would be like, hey, it's really important that you're fat. Yes. <laughs> That's what we expect from I you. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I feel like more than even movies, my interaction with Fat Santas was like, number one, mall Santas who I did not trust or like. I'm sure we'll post this pic, but I don't like him. I don't trust him. There's a picture of me being like, mm, I don't think so. Because I knew he wasn't the real Santa. I was like, he's not at this mall. Give me a Why break. Would he be here? Why would he be here? He's like, busy. He's, I don't believe this, you know. I had big prove it vibes as a kid, you know. I really yeah. This. <laughs> but then, show me your sources. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then also, like in one of my big childhood memories when we lived in Pennsylvania, was going in and seeing the Santas at the Rockefeller. What's it called? The like the Rockettes. We went to go oh, go to the right. Rockette show, or like we would go into Princeton, New Jersey, and go see like there was like a show at the theater there. We would go see. So like. I remember seeing dancing Santas, a lot of dancing fat Santas, a lot of like that kind like stage shows with Santas where like he's fat, but he's like extremely agile. And I wonder if that like characterization, because in those shows, Santa doesn't like fall down or anything. He's like magical going around, like jumping around and tap yeah, he's, dancing. Like, Mr. Active. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's like in what in Jingle All the Way, isn't it? Where there's that huge horde of Santas that... I haven't seen like, Jingle all the way either. <gasps> I haven't seen any of these movies. <laughs> this is what you're on here for, because I haven't seen any of them. Put them up. Oh, relax, buddy. Not about to hit a Santa Claus. Come on, come on, what are you, chicken? Now I feel, I'm not sure if I was prepared to be the expert on Jingle All the Way, but I... You're the expert on all these, (laughs) just for having seen them. (laughs) Yeah, once on TV. Also, I feel like a lot of the newer Christmas movies have not 
been so focused on Santa. Like, the new Netflix Christmas movies, like The Princess Switch, or, oh, I don't even, I can't remember the names of anything. Christmas Prince. Yes, Christmas Prince. Before Christmas. Yes, all of these. But none of those, like, focus on Santa, really. And I I feel like Santa movies are more 80s, 90s. Or earlier. I think they totally are. And I, I wonder if some of that is the deeply ingrained fat phobia in our it culture. Could be. It the could be. sort of like discomfort with portraying Santa because literally the only big budget Santa movie coming out this year, to my knowledge, is Fat Man. What the heck is, is that? I haven't heard about this at all. Okay, this is a nutso film. You should 100% watch the crazy trailer for this movie that I'm 100% going to watch. Oh my god. In which Mel Gibson plays <gasps> uh, Santa, a mess, uh, bad. Already bad. And already bad. And he plays like dark Santa, like way down on his luck, like angry Santa giving kids coal left and right. Oh my god. Not jolly at all, you know, and like kind of like tough and grimy. Um, and he gives a rich kid Cole and that rich kid calls Walton Goggins in to be an assassin oh my to God. Santa. So it is a movie where Walton Goggins is trying to assassinate <laughs> Santa. <laughs> okay. Well, I do love Walton Goggins, but I hate Mel Gibson. Yeah. So I don't I know, know. I don't know how that'll pan out. And if I watch this movie or not, Walton Goggins is like the only celebrity I actually talked to in LA when I saw him. It was when I first moved here and I saw him at a cafe and I was like, I think you're a really great actor. Bye. And he was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> bye. Cause I didn't want to bother him you know (laughs) yeah but you have to tell it's like you're compelled to say I had just watched a lot of Justified and I was like you're such a good actor and you're underappreciated which he is he's great which he is god he's great yes he's so good yes so like so literally Santa is so out of our culture that we're trying to assassinate him in the movies rather than like portray him right yeah well he definitely has been whittled down to like just Oh, capitalist figure. I mean, there's kind of, you know, I'm not trying to get into the discourse about whether Christmas can be made non-religious or anything like that. But like, (laughs) yeah, no, but I do think that there's not that many stories about him. And I wonder if that's like number one, because of fatness, number two, because he he's just been tied up with the one narrative about him so much that people don't tell like interesting stories about him. And also there's all these older stories, the like older movies. And I think people like what I'm trying to say is that Santa has a lot of nostalgia around him. So like any of the newer versions of him, like bad Santa or whatever this like fat man thing is, they're all like, we got to be different in some way, but they always end up being different in a bad way, in an annoying way. <laughs> yeah, I this pulls into a feeling that I have more broadly about a lot of movies in the last sort of five years, maybe even the last decade, where I feel like people are so afraid of doing the same thing that yeah. the, they did in the past that they just end up doing a worse job. Totally. At the thing. My God. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another Christmas tradition that we have in my family. Well, it's actually a Thanksgiving tradition, but it's with Christmas films. Because Thanksgiving, usually most years, not this year, we would fly over to the States and get together with a couple of my brothers and their families. We try to watch at least one terrible Netflix Christmas movie. Usually my nieces genuinely love it and we are making fun of it, but trying to appreciate 
their yes. enjoyment anyway. But we have this tradition where while we're watching it, we rewrite the film. Oh, um, suggest how we would have pitched it to Netflix. For example, there's the film last year that Vanessa Hudgens' vehicle, uh, yes, Knight Before Christmas. Oh my God, did not watch yet, but probably will this year. You know, it's. I think it's just lovely to look at. It really feels like a lifetime movie. I'm gonna bring back the old ABC Twelve Days of Christmas, which doesn't make sense, by the way. The Twelve Days of Christmas are after Christmas. They're not yeah, leading right. up to Christmas. That whatever. That's another argument. I don't know how you expect them to make money off of their Christmas movies if they do it after Christmas. I mean, I know that's true, but it's not the twelve. That's not what Advent. It's not, okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Literally, Victor earlier was like, because Victor's very usually very very firm about Christmas music can't start until December, and then earlier this week he was like, I th- I think we need it, and I was like, what? Like, we weren't talking about Christmas or anything. He just was, like, it's all just the blue. Out of nowhere. He's like, I think we need it. And I was like, what? He was like, I think we could listen to Christmas music in November this year. I was like, yes! I do need it! I do need that! <laughs> I'll put on the Target albums first! I know, literally. I have to find a CD player now, figure out how to burn them onto my computer. They, We do have them in a box in the backyard. Anyways, go back to what you were saying oh, about the, the tonight before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Just, um, you know, an example of that. Because I suggest that everyone do this with your friends this year over Zoom or whatever. If you're sick of Zoom, like mostly we all are FaceTime, yes. like normal people. Yes. I really recommend it because we came up with some great stuff. For example, we decided that the lovely knight who comes into it already beautiful and sweet and dumb and funny <laughs> should really show up being like an angry Joffrey type, like cruel, Ooh. like slasher dude and have to learn how to live and love in this wow. contemporary age, which Sounds is significantly like less violent than his age. Is there a time traveling knight in it? Yes. He, he travels back from knighthood oh, into the, the current day to fall in love with Vanessa Hudgens. I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this. You gotta this. watch it. This sounds... Vanessa Hudgens wears beautiful sweaters, oh my God. by the way. This sounds like perfect garbage. I... It's so good. <laughs> Do you remember the beginning of quarantine when Vanessa Hudgens w- got canceled for being on her balcony and being like, we have to get through it somehow. It's like, shut That's up, right. Vanessa. Oh my God. <laughs> shut up. Like, I know, like, which is worse, that or the Imagine video? Oh my God. Well, the Imagine video. Oh my God. I feel like you have a long list of things to talk about, which I'm so glad about because I have two more examples of things we could talk about. So I'm really glad. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. The uh, two that I have in my outline for us to talk about are Bridget Jones' Diary and the Santa Claus's movies. Those are the two. I've seen Bridget Jones' Diary now. I've never seen the Santa Claus, but I have seen enough of like, I watch clips and I remember seeing advertisements for it and being annoyed about it. Let's do the Santa Claus first. Okay. So, okay. Nostalgic Confessional. Loved that movie. I've yes. loved that movie for so long. You're allowed to love problematic movies. Of course you are. Yeah. But also like, I've loved it without having seen it for a long time. You know that feeling where you're like, someone would say it and you'd be like, yeah, that's a great film. Yeah. Like, you know, good old Tim Allen. Also, I grew up in the Midwest, so I didn't, I was like, Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's one of us. But then he if isn't. you had to rewatch it now, then you'd probably be like, ooh. Yeah, well, I went back and I was watching clips from it and I was like, I don't remember any of this stuff. Like yeah. when he's in the doctor's office, which was the clip in the trailer. And then I watched the longer bit of it. There's a scene where, because Tim Allen in the Santa Claus if you don't know, is a normal man who put on a Santa suit from real Santa and is now actually becoming the real Santa Claus. So his body is changing. He's growing a white beard and he's put on a bunch of weight and he's got this big weird belly and they do so much work to show it jiggling and jostling and like being a bowl full of jelly. And he's like, what the fuck is on me? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, like, I gained 45 pounds He's like, week. oh my God. It's like very body <laughs> horror. Like it's like it ridiculous. <laughs> like a Halloween movie. What's happening? Yeah, for real. And it's funny because you can tell there's this like anxiety in that scene where he goes to the doctor to be like, my hair is growing and I gained all this weight. And the doctor's like, what are you eating? And he's like, milk and cookies. (laughs) And the doctor's like, well, there's your problem. You know, just cut back a little on the sweets. But there's this weird... Like, they're not quite willing for the doctor to be totally fat-phobic. Yeah. So he says something along the lines of like, you know, maybe you should go on a diet. Just kidding. 
And you're like, it, what does that mean? That's so weird. <laughs> Is he kidding? That's I don't so understand. weird. Also, like, if Santa went to the doctor, he definitely would be told to go on a diet, a low-sodium diet, for sure. A hundred percent. Hey, Santa, have you ever heard of keto? Right. They'd be like, Santa, you're an older man. Like, you need to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm fine. I'm actually immortal. And they'd be like... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Gotta watch those platelets sure or whatever. That. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the new buzzword yes, is. the new for thing. The thing you're doing wrong. Yeah. I remember at the time watching the trailers for the Santa Claus when he like touches his belly like that. And I definitely at the time didn't have a like understanding of it. You know what I mean? Or anything. But I remember being like, mm, I don't like that. I remember not liking it even as a kid. Isn't it interesting how, and maybe, I don't know, maybe this is a broader experience. I feel like. I've had this a lot where I'm like, oh, that thing that I had a reaction to that I never understood why was literally because of, like, fat phobia. Yeah. Like, that thing that I just was like, oh, I don't know why. I just don't really like that. There's a lot of stuff like that where, like, I'll go back to it and be like, oh, that was racist. Or like, oh, that was this. Or what? Like, when I didn't necessarily have the words for it at the time, I just had a feeling that was like, uh, which is not to say all the time. Like, there are plenty of things that I've liked and then gone back to and been like, oh, that's racist. I need to not like that anymore. But, like, there were a lot of things like that that as a kid, you, like, don't have the words quite to explain because you don't know what's going on, but you have a sense sometimes. Yeah. And it is funny that enjoyment thing is kind of interesting, too, because... I actually think it fits in really well. I talk to my students about this a lot when I teach sort of like film and television topics as well. You will have ingrained reactions to things sometimes if a movie's doing its job. It's like when we talked about Wally and I said like, yes. yeah, but I loved it and my heart felt it swelled yes. and I was like, this is a beautiful film. And then two hours later, I was like, I have so much shit to talk yes. about this yes. And I think that's really true about these movies. Like, you know, if you have a nostalgic reaction to them, especially to like a Christmas film, if you're very familiar with a film, especially around the holidays, there's so many different feelings that a movie can evoke in you. You might even cry or laugh at something that like, like actually you don't really want to have cried or laughed at yeah. because the techniques of movie making are really successful oh, yeah. at doing that. I mean, it's one of the reasons that in general, it's so hard to get away from weight loss narratives is because they are so ingrained in American society in particular as part of a mini version of the American dream, which is like, you can get anywhere if you just try really hard. Mm. It's like, no, you can't. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> like, and it's all on you, baby. Yeah, exactly. Just you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you get yourself going. Yeah, exactly. So for many reasons, it's hard for people to divest from that, but also because it feels right as a narrative because it feels like a narrative we've been shown many, many times. I don't know. I, I just was having a thought that's like somehow with the doctor scene in the Santa Claus where he's like, I'm fat, blah, blah. And like, you should go on a diet. No, you shouldn't. It's like this weird going around of the fact that Santa is fat in our culture and he's allowed to be fat. And so like the doctor being telling him, we know the viewer knows he can't get thin from not eating milk and cookies. Yeah. Right. But it's not because of di- <laughs> like, not because diets don't work. It's because we're like, no, Santa's fat. He's supposed he to be to fat. Be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Mrs. Claus being like, they'll be disappointed if you're not fat. Yes. And that older one's like, no, he's, he has to be. He so has it's to okay. Be. Right. Cause it's safe because he's magic. Yes. Isn't that funny? You know, and then he does listen to Tim Allen's heartbeat and it plays Jingle Bells. So. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that analysis though. I think that's that's really true. I like, I don't know how much more, how deeper that'll go, but I feel like there is something to that. But like Santa's allowed to be fat because he's this like magical figure and he needs to be. And like, it's not, you know, it's funny that they would bring up dieting there. Like part of the joke about dieting in that is that people will give a rueful laugh because they tried to not eat milk and cookies. But then, that's but true. then they won't acknowledge. They, there's like it's missing the final step of like and diets don't work. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's not the because the, of course the issue in this case is like just diets don't work for Santa. Right, because he's Santa and he magically has this belly. Yeah, totally. Right. Totally. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I hadn't seen Bridget Jones for a long time, and then I watched it a couple years ago, so it was never a childhood classic for me. But I remember being annoyed watching it because I watched it when I was already into body positivity stuff. And I remembered people mentioning it as like, oh yeah, it's like, you know, she's not super thin in it. And then I remember being like, what are you talking about? Like, what the fuck? She's not that. Sorry. She's not Not that. Not even, I wouldn't even say she's like, she just straight up is thin. She's not chubby. She's extremely straight size. I don't understand. Also, she's that like that movie. Ugh, 
That movie does a huge disservice because she says the number of her weight yes. in it. Like she logs the number of her weight multiple times in that film. If I recall, it's been a while since I've yeah, seen I it. I know it true. happens at least once because I remember watching the trailer where they had that in it because I wasn't allowed to see the film. I was a little young and then I never yeah. really got around to it until adulthood. So I had the same experience of like not really watching it until I had actually like opinions. Critical, on a body critical positivity. Eye. Yeah. Yeah, right. But just knowing that number... And then comparing it to my weight as a kid, I was like, well, I weigh more than Bridget Jones now. And she's really upset. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's supposed to be, like, relatable, but, like, in a bad way. (laughs) I don't know. Like, (laughs) like, because, you know, everyone's always trying to lose weight. It's like, okay. Mm. And we're all always dissatisfied with our body and tracking our weight. Yep. Yeah, constantly. It's just like, ugh, I don't like that being a relatable thing. No, and then of course it's all tied in with that stuff in Bridget Jones about like her sort of like taking joy in being sexually harassed yeah. by her, is it her boss? I don't even remember, and, like, I think so. Or a colleague. Yes. Yeah. And that being like her love interest. Yes. And we're supposed to be like, yeah, like he grabbed your ass on an elevator. How sexy is that? I know, there's a lot about it. It's supposed, I mean, Bridget Jones is supposed to be pride and prejudice right but like yeah fair interpretation of it i don't like it me neither i don't remember all the women in pride and prejudice logging their weights no <laughs> personally but <laughs> they do not also bridget jones diary is only it's like set at christmas some of the stuff at the end but it's one of those movies where people are like it's a christmas movie and i'm like is it a christmas movie it's just set at christmas just like victor insists that die hard is a christmas movie because it's set at christmas Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Oh my god. It's just set at Christmas. (laughs) It's just set there. No, it's not. It is a Christmas film. (laughs) Everything about that film is themed Christmas. It all leads up to a like an emotional Christmas moment. It couldn't happen. You wouldn't watch that film. It doesn't work in the spring. Okay, here's my argument. If Die Hard were a Christmas movie, all the sequels would be about Christmas too. And they're not. Well, having not watched Die Hard 2 or 3 for a while, I can't make this claim, but I'm going to just outright claim anyway that those films are about the seasons that they're set in. Ah, they're not about any season. I will, I'll give you, I'll say Die Hard can be watched at Christmas. What are other Christmas movies like that? Well, that obviously doesn't have anything to do with fatness, but it's still. No, that's true. But uh, we all like all kinds of movies. Yes. Um, I actually, I had an interesting discussion with a prof one time when I was an undergrad that was very enlightening to me that I hadn't thought about before. He was like, well, you know, lots and lots and lots and lots of films end at Christmas because it's just, it gives it that emotional note yes. without you even having to think about it. That's so true. And I, so I think there's a lot more films than I would remember offhand that end at Christmas or like have that sort of like, you know, the lights and the snow and whatever without them really having anything to do with the holidays, you know, anything family themed. Catch Me If You Can has that great Christmas scene. Oh my gosh. I don't think I've seen that. I haven't seen anything. It's three hours long and Tom Hanks has a terrible accent. Oh my God. And I, you know, it's worth watching maybe, but. All right, I'll try it. uh, There's a scene where Leonardo DiCaprio is all scraggly and he looks in the window of his mother's house and he hasn't seen his mother in years and it's Christmas and a sister he doesn't know he had like puts her hand on the window and then the police come and get him oh my gosh so that's at christmas wow actually that's a that movie has lots of scenes at christmas because they talk to each other on the phone every christmas is catch me if you can a christmas movie it must be i've never seen it (laughs) i'll have to look into it further oh my god okay i have a final question for us to talk about which is why isn't mrs claus chubby icon getting more play in these movies Right? Um, because people hate fat women. <laughs> I, I, I want to see more Mrs. Claus. I want to see Mrs. Claus, like, alone on Santa. And, like, what does she do on Christmas, you know? How do we have no Mrs. Claus? Like, how is there not already a Mrs. Claus movie? If we're sick of the Santa tropes, right. then why don't we do one about her? Why isn't there a movie where she has to take over? Right. Why isn't there a movie about Mrs. Claus? What about her? Where is she from? Was she from the same ancient, like, is she also immortal? Did she meet Santa yeah, when he was old already and she was young and then she grew and oh then my God. became older? Was she also just always old? That, all of these questions are so important. I want them answered. They really need answering. <laughs> and also, like, because I think she's just confusing to people because she's, like, definitely got maternal vibes, but they don't have kids. Unless you're talking about any of unless these the movies. Elves. Yeah. But like yeah. unless you're talking about any of the movies where they like, you know, make up kids or whatever. I think that's confusing to people. She doesn't have a role because she doesn't have kids to take care of. 
what does she do? That's true. And she can't be a businesswoman, so she can't be in charge of the business side of things. Right. I mean, because she's a woman. Right, because so she's like, a woman. So what does she do all day? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What's what she is doing? she? She's just feeding Santa, just making him and her fat. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> what a terrible, like... <laughs> She needs, she needs to be canceled. She needs to be canceled. I want. I just <laughs> want to see a cute movie about her. What does she do? Why isn't she more of a fat icon? Like, right. she, it feels like Mrs. Claus could be up in the like Miss Piggy echelon. Yes, I agree. Around the holidays, you know. And like, I just want you know, what's her name? Yeah, right. We don't know. And what was her maiden name? Right. <laughs> what was her name? Was she born a wife? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't she hyphenate? I need to know these things. <laughs> I need to know. So, Jackson Claus. If anyone feels like writing a Christmas movie starring Mrs. Claus, doing like a adventure with Mrs. Claus, I would watch it. Just because she's married and an um, old married chubby lady doesn't mean she shouldn't have a movie about her. Right. Come on. Hey, look, it seems like Netflix is buying anything these days. True. True. You got the Christmas tonight. <laughs> you got the Christmas prince. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I need Give to us, get writing. I don't have a good name for her movie yet. I'd have to give it some thought. Cynthia Claus. Oh, my God. Is that a thing? I have no idea. I just want to, like, I just think there's stuff to be explored there. That's all I have to say. Yeah, what do you want from Santa? What's your Christmas wish? Mm, what's my Christmas wish? Well, I can't tell you all of that or it won't come true. Oh, my gosh. Is that the same for Christmas or is that only birthday wishes? I don't know. Um, I'm hoping for snow instead of ice in Glasgow. Yes. Um, because it usually rains all winter and then it's like really uh, scary and slippery outside. Oh, I'm yeah. a tumbler, so oh, boy. you know, I'm always falling. Oh, <laughs> I don't have gosh. a great center of gravity, I guess. <laughs> um also we live in a fourth floor walk up, so oh, God. I just no slipperiness, please. Yeah, fingers crossed for snow for you. <laughs> Thank you. And then I guess um I am hoping to make a delicious dinner despite the fact that I cook like seven times a month. <laughs> more than I do you know so that's great what do you count as Christmas dinner oh good question so in my house growing up it would have been a roast beef and cheesy potatoes midwestern style which is two bags of frozen diced potatoes two bags of family-sized shredded cheese two tubs (laughs) of sour cream almost an entire stick of butter a pinch of salt if you needed it sounds delicious and a can of cream of chicken soup it comes out awesome you know it sounds really good. 45 minutes in the oven? Yeah. It's great. At 2.50? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to taste bad with all that stuff in it, honestly. Honestly, it's it's something A else. lot of Midwest recipes are like that. It's just like, oh, this tastes good. Obviously, it's just butter and then a sprinkle of green onions. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. obviously, it tastes good. Of chicken yeah, soup. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so that kind of stuff. And then um, usually we would do my family on my mom's side is all Swedish. Her parents are first generation immigrants. So we usually make a bunch of Swedish treats and I'm going to try my hand at making it's called Kringler. So you roll it. It's like an almond sort of tasting. You make like an almond pastry and layer it with like a sort of creamy almond filling that you make. That sounds so great. Hopefully I can create that. What about you? What are your Christmas wishes? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I guess my Christmas wish this year at this point is, I don't even know. I'm literally at this point can't look beyond (laughs) the next two weeks. I mean, usually my Christmas wishes are like, I hope I get to go see three back-to-back movies at the Grove. Like, and and like have fun eating ice cream and watching the tourists, Um, you know? Yeah. God, I miss going to triple features. Me too. I miss going, I miss going places, period. Places, things. I miss drinking pints. Oh my God. Yes. At least I'm excited for Christmas season, at least because that is a time when it feels more natural to be at home a lot of the time. And then, then we can theme being at home around being cozy. Instead of just like, yeah. well, I'm being responsible, so I'm not, you know, outside. Yeah, it'll ha- it'll have more than one meaning. Yes, <laughs> that'll be nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to usually my one of my favorite parts of Christmas is decorating the tree because we always do that with those Christmas CDs, and my mom makes us hot chocolate, and then we do that, and then on Christmas morning we eat waffles or pancakes, and then we uh, we do our stockings first. So I guess my Christmas wish also is that my stockings are still nice this year because I love stockings more than other gifts. They're fun. Stocking gifts are the best. They're the best. And it's such a quantity over quality game. Yes. Like, give me five lip balms I'll use once each yes. and decide I need to, like, yeah, stuff, pass on to my partner to use instead. Oh, my God. It's the best. <laughs> like, stocking gifts are so fun. They're just oh. fun. They're, they're more fun. I don't know. I think we might just do stockings this year because none of us want more crap around 
I think that's nice. I we usually um, we go to my partner's family for Christmas, which hopefully we'll legally be able to do. But we'll see what we'll happens see. when yeah. December comes around. Um, but his mom every year she says to us. Now, I got you too many gifts. Last year, it was too much. It's all too much. So just don't expect so much this year. And we're always like, of course, we don't expect that much. Like, please don't get us all of these things. We love you anyway, you know. And then every year, we come down in the morning in the pajamas that she lays out Oh, my for us. gosh. Oh, <laughs> my night gosh. Before. And we come down, and there's these humongous bags with our personalized with our names on them uh, that she's gotten made at like you know one of those little christmas stalls and they're just chock full of things again and every year she goes i'm i did i didn't mean to get you this many things <laughs> she sounds iconic i love her she sounds amazing she's christine mingus what a woman wow christy short for christmas maybe her name is christmas claus maybe she's mrs claus i love it maybe oh my god christine claus yeah that's it that's it yeah that's her beautiful well we solved it Wow. Who knew? (laughs) Who knew? Thank you so much for coming on to talk to us about these Christmas movies and Santa being fat. If you, the audience, have any thoughts about this, please let us know so we can talk about them next time. We're going to put all of Abby's links in the show notes as well as some extra research that Lynn did. And Abby, if you want to send over your links, we'll put a bunch of them in there too. There's some interesting stuff in there. Like I said, the fat lip episode, there's a link here on the ideology of fatness in children's literature, the history we've alluded to about Santa and Coca-Cola. So check that out if you would like more info. And is there anything you want to say before we go, Abby? Um, Just ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. And have a Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. This episode makes me want to drink hot cocoa and curl up watching Elf. That's so funny because this episode makes me want to read you this Apple podcast review. (laughs) We got from a user called Girlish. I love that username. So good. They wrote, I really enjoy this show. I like its chill vibe and the inclusive nature. And that's exactly what we're going for. Wow. Thank you, Girlish. I also like how your username has grr and it's very 90s alt punk. I love it. Love it very much. Obsessed. Um, If you want to make us laugh and cry and someday get to new and noteworthy, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And we can't forget to shout out our patrons. We love you. Thank you, too. Megan Bird. Molly Rupp. Julie Grice. Rochelle Johnstone. Amy Wamsgans. Julia Hall. Melissa K. Godinier. Sarah Larson. And Diva Rose. We couldn't make the show without you. Bye. <laughs> Perfect. Bye, Bye, Lynn. We did the whole thing this time. <laughs> She's All Fat was created by me, Sophie Carter-Kahn and April K. Quio, who graduated. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show so we can grow the family. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions at fyi at she'sallfatpod.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 213-375-5023 and we might even play it on the pod. Our episode ads are done in partnership with Acast. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, you can get started at acast.com. Our theme music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Hannah Sanger. Lynn Barbera co produced and edited this episode. Yelly Cruz is our magical junior producer. Our thin crony forever is Maria Bertel. I'm our host and co producer. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Stay safe. We love you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.